You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Well, I'm delighted to welcome to the Toolstation Western League podcast another FA Vars special. It's Danny Greaves, the manager of Bradford Town. Uh, you were in FA Vars fourth round action at the weekend. You uh, you had to wait a week. Well, it was a it was a it was a game worth waiting for. First of all, congratulations! It was a fantastic result, one uh, 0 You must be delighted. Yeah, no, absolutely. Very, very, very pleased. Um, a roller coaster of emotions um, with the way the the game panned out, um, but ultimately we we got we got um, a cracking result and, and absolutely delighted for everyone connected to the club to, to progress through to the next round. Well, I'll be honest with you, Danny. I've got no idea where to start. Um, so we're probably uh, because it was such an eventful game, so much to talk about, and um, probably best to start with your arrival at, um, at at Newport on the Isle of Wight. It's no, it's as the crow flies. It's not a million miles away, but actually, you've you know, it's a bit of a planes, trains, and automobiles job. Um, a nice day out for you and your supporters. But from the players' perspective, were you concerned that the journey over to the Isle of Wight on match day was going to cause you a problem? Yeah, um, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, it's, it's like you say, it's a bit of a uh, bit of a logistical nightmare um, trying to plan it. So um, yeah, we, we set off at eight o'clock in the morning um, on the coach, um, and then a short ferry ferry ride over, and then and then a coach um, just just to finish off the, the rest of the journey. So all in all, it's about four and a half hours of, of travelling, um, and it is a it is a little bit of a concern how the players' legs will be. Um, sit on the coach for that for that amount of time um, and whether anybody uh, picks up a bit of a seasickness from the from the ferry also um, there's a few few people feeling a little bit a little bit queasy um, but um, you know we managed to get over there in, in plenty of time the planning was brilliant from everyone who, who put the put the uh, travelling plans in place and um, we managed to get over there in plenty of time and let the players stretch their legs prior prior to the game I mean, were you optimistic that you could get a result against Newport? We were, in, in fairness. Um, obviously, taking in the travelling into... Um, that was the only probably real concern we had was the, the travelling. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, uh, it was the last 32 of the, of the FA Vars and you don't get to that stage in the competition if you're, if you're not... If you, if you haven't got a lot about you um, and they previously beat Headgrove in, in one of the previous rounds and they beat them quite comfortably 6-0 so you've always got that in the back of your head um, but we, we had done our homework on them and we were we were com- quite quietly confident that if we performed to our abilities we would be able to progress um, but we didn't plan for what eventually happened with uh, with the sending off after 20 minutes Yes, well, um, I was following the game on um, on Twitter, um, keeping up to date with how you were getting on, and I don't know whether your your tweeter is particularly optimistic as a rule, but it certainly seemed to be very positive from the Bradford perspective until Charlie Phillips got sent off um, for handling outside the area. I mean, you can reflect on it now from a winning position, but at the time, uh, is it a fair cop or were you, were you, did you feel that Charlie was um, judged harshly there? Well, I, I, I can't tell you what was going through my head at the, at the time, um, but uh, no, it was a, it was it was a, it was a definite record. Um, just mistiming the ball, come out of his uh, come out of his area and, and hit the top of his arm, and um, just just one of those things for a goalkeeper. Those split second decisions that you get right or wrong. Um, on this occasion, he got it wrong, and it and it 
ultimately led to a red card and um, quickly got myself down into the dugout because I wasn't prepared and I give the boys plenty of stick on the on the bench when they haven't got their pads and their shirts <laughs> left in the change rooms and what have you but this time it was me I I didn't have any of my boots on my kit on so I was quickly quickly down in the dugout getting, getting changed and while doing that also trying to think about the substitution because obviously we had to had to make a sub to bring myself on and and how we're going to reorganise so all sorts of things going from my head in that in that couple of minutes spell. Well, I mean, it's certainly not my intention to dig. Um, Charlie out because as we've discussed in our previous interviews uh, I've seen him play uh, at Radstock Town in the under 18s and I've got a lot of time for the young goalkeeper he's certainly got a lot of ability and I always felt that in you he had a good manager who'd be able to bring him through so I'm sure Charlie's learnt something um, from um, from Saturday's exploits but come the, come of the hour come of the man the old timer comes off the bench for one last hurrah did the uh, how was the adrenaline going? Um, you don't really get uh, too long to, to think about it um but you're right. That's that's my an, annual game done. <laughs> I, tend to, I tend to play one one a season, so hopefully that's it for me. But um, yeah, you don't you don't really get too too long to think about it. You, you chuck straight in um, in the deep end, and they had a uh, obviously they had the free kick, um, so we had to try and try and get through that that moment. And luckily for me, the the lads pulled it wide, so um, you just get a couple of minutes then just to to regroup and. Um, as I said, I, I wasn't prepared at all, and it's something for me to to consider going forward because I hadn't done a warm up, I hadn't had my kit on, um, so just just straight in, straight in the deep end, and um, yeah, just compose yourself for a couple of minutes, and then uh, the adrenaline kicks in, as you say, and takes you through it. Well, fortunately for you, I don't believe you had a great deal to do up to half-time. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, at half-time you, you must have had some very serious thinking to do because, as you say, you'd gone from a position where you were confident in your ability and that of your side, you'd prepared well, to a position where you were playing now away from home with only ten men, yourself as a makeshift goalkeeper. I say makeshift um, because, frankly, you hadn't um, um, anticipated that you'd be needed in the game. So were you still as optimistic? How did you think you could plot your side's victory? with only 10 men away from home well yeah you're right in what you're saying I mean we, we started the game extremely well and um, should have been a couple of goals up and obviously when that when the sun sending off happens you you kind of think the worst and it's not going to be your day um, but luckily we, we got in a half time and managed to regroup and fortunately uh, for us it sounds a bit strange saying that but fortunately for us we've, we've, we've been in this position a couple of times already this season where we've, we've had sendings offs uh, in, in games and um, we've We've got a bit of a structure in place now for how we deal with those situations and um, the boys all um, did extremely well and, and carried out the plan and, and as you say, I didn't didn't really have too much to do and, and, and that's a credit to the lads. I mean, they, they worked their socks off and you could see how much it, it meant to them, the supporters, the whole club to try and get through this and they gave everything and left everything out there on the pitch and... Um, yeah, everyone connected with the club is just so proud of them because to go 70 minutes with 10 men and if you were there and watching, you probably would have struggled to, to realise who had the, the, the man advantage because we played extremely well and still created a number of chances and probably good timing when we actually got the goal as well because it was in the, the last 5-10 minutes or so of the game. So, um, yeah, it was... Uh, a, a, a well, a, a well thought out um, second half for us, and, and got the got the result in the end. 
Well, it, it, you did have a bit more to do in the second half, didn't you? I know you, you did score at a good time because, um, from what I could gather, you were coming under a bit more pressure. And I imagine that's because Newport realised that um, with, they would have had you would, you would have taken them to a replay had they not managed to finish the ten men off in um, uh, in, in in this round. So um, um, that. You know, again, a, a real, a real testament with Mark Wall popping up just at the right time um, to um, to get that goal. Yeah, from from a personal perspective, um, I was I was well happy to see that goal go in because it would have been extra time first, and then if it was still a draw after extra time, it would have been um, it then would have been a replay at our place the week after. So I didn't fancy that extra thirty minutes. Um, I've got to say, <laughs> um, but yeah, ultimately they're, they're the home side. They had the man advantage, so they did put us under a little bit of pressure. Um, made a couple of substitutions, put on a couple of big lads up top and started to go a little bit more direct. But as I said, they didn't really cause us too much trouble. A couple of free kicks, a couple of crosses into the box. That was all I really had to deal with. And um, yeah, Mark Wall um, popped up with great bit of composure at the end um, to, to um, go past the defender and then slip it in the, slip it in the net. Um, great finish and... Yeah, can't tell you again what the emotions were as, as that ball hit the back of the net, and then you've got to compose yourself for the last um, last five ten minutes where you know they're going to throw everything at you. Um, we stood up to it, so yeah. Um, as I say, great performance, great result, and we're all delighted. Yeah, well, I, I certainly um, had everything crossed for you in the last five minutes. You had five minutes injury time as well um, to get through. And, um, and uh, I mean, I, I did put a message out on Twitter, but I think, I, I think on behalf of pretty much everybody in the Western League who was following that game on Twitter, we'd like to thank your tweeter, whoever he is, because he did a great job. And, um, you know, it was great to see the outpouring of joy from across the league um, that came for, for, for that win. Really, uh, a really fantastic win and great for you and the club to... To, um, to progress in, in, in the Vars? Yeah, no, I've got to say that. Um, but I've got to give a bit of credit to, as, as a lot of people have mentioned it, it's, it's George Tucker, um, who does the tweeting for us, and he does a brilliant job keeping everybody informed of, of what's going on, especially on days like that, where you get some people who can't make it and family and friends who can't make it. So, um, first of all, thank, thanks to him. But as you say, yeah, the message is coming through from the whole of the, the football community, the, the local uh, football community, the West Country, the Western League. Um, yeah, it's been superb, and that's, that's what football's all about at the end of the day is, is you don't get moments like this in, too often in football um, so yeah yeah, really proud and, and thanks for all the, all the messages that have come through on behalf of uh, Bradford Town Well if George was busy on Saturday he's going to be even busier for the next game because of course on the 3rd of February you have the small matter of travelling to Mask by the sea. Now I don't know whether it's Mask or Mursk. I think it might be Mursk. So apologies um, for for anybody up there who's just been offended by my pronunciation. But when I say up there, it's in it's uh, it's in the northeast Cleveland. That's that's going to be one hell of a trip, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not making this easy for us. With the we had uh, Buckland away in one of the early rounds, and obviously Newport, Isle of Wight, and now we've got to go up to. Um, I think it's, it's as we say, yeah, northeast Teesside. Um, so, yeah, that will will be another challenge for for everyone who's uh, got to put the plans in place for us, the travel arrangements, and uh, more than likely being being overnight stay. Um, we've already had conversations around that. So, yeah, um, they're not making it easy for us. We're putting in the miles. They're also favourites as, as well in, in the betting, so um, that's another another challenge for us to overcome. But hopefully, we can go in, go there, and put in the same level of performance and cause a little bit of an upset. 
Well, you will have, of course, the mystique of the unknown. Um, you don't seem to have a problem going away from home. And in a way, you've got nothing to lose with such a long trip against opponents who do come with a pedigree. Uh, other than that, that favourites tag, how much do you know about Maersk? Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot. Obviously, the draw was made last week, so you, you, you look at the two um, you look at the two potential um, teams you could be playing if you were successful. So we know they're in the, the, Northern, the Northern Premier League. Um, with the likes of South Shields and North Shields that people would probably hear about and the, and Morpeth, um, the winners of last year's competition. and um, So we know is a, that, that northern section of this level of football is extremely strong. A lot of ex-pros in, in, in that standard of football. Um, but we're, we'll do our, we're trying to do our homework as best as we can given the, the, the challenge of distance between us. But... Um, such a big competition so important you, you've got to go and prepare so we'll, we'll be doing that yeah, not, not, not an easy team to go and scout though eh Danny <laughs> no, no definitely not <laughs> I might put a uh, book a flight and, and, and uh, give the cost to the, to the club I'm, I'm sure they'd be happy with that yeah I'm sure the chairman will be over the moon it's a shame isn't it that, that actually you couldn't get them all the way down to, um, um, to Bradford because um, you know things may have been very different um, then but actually you know if you're going to go far in a competition like this you've got to beat what's put in front of you and I think that your boys will be having no fear when they make that trip to the North East yeah, definitely. That's, that's, I think that's um, a bit of a positive. We we do tend to like going away from home and you're going away to the favourites. Absolutely nothing to fear for us. They're, they're expected to win. They're expected to go and win the whole competition. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll go there and, and relax and, and play our game. And you never know, hopefully... Um, I've got confidence in the boys and they should have confidence as well I mean we're doing well in the league doing well in the Vars so why can't we go there and, and, and cause an upset um, but it would be a, a very very difficult task but one that we're looking forward to Danny thank you very much for your time congratulations again not just for you but for everybody involved with the club the players the supporters and of course the club officials it was a wonderful uh, achievement um, that win at Newport Isle of Wight and on behalf of the whole of the Tool Station Western League family we look forward to um, your progress in this competition and a, and a, and a memorable trip away to Maersk thank you cheers yeah.